Pastor Varun and Pastor Don Lahaprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church, Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's dynamic teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. Today, I would like to continue to talk about living in abundance theory. We have learned that God is our provider. He is the merciful provider. If you want to understand more, get the CD from the camp. We also learned that our God is the God of more than enough. Our God is a God that is abundant. He's an abundant God. He did not produce only two kinds of fish in the sea, but He produced so many kinds of fish for us to look at, so many kinds of flowers. He is the God of abundance and more than enough. He's a God of sinking boat, the God that have a basket full, 12 basket full left over. We also learn one key of living in prosperity or abundance is to honor Him. And we honor Him by honoring three things. Number one, honoring His church and His work and His mission by our materials, substances, and finances. Two, we honor God by honoring our parents, our grandparents, take care of them, give them, bless them, and also our spiritual parents as well, those leaders who led us to Christ, who take care of us. We come to church, we don't know nothing, and they teach us from A, B, C, and now we grow up. We need to honor them even though they are not perfect and they make some mistake or they may not know everything, but we need to honor our natural and spiritual parents. We honor also the Lord by giving to the poor. We have the poor everywhere around us in the church, in the city, and we also support the ministry in Uganda. We have the envelope out there that you can give money to people in Uganda because we, are, we link to a ministry that builds a school and take care of people in Uganda as well. Or whatever God leads you to give to the poor. Today and next time, we're going to learn another key of prosperity or abundance. How many people want to be prosperous? I'm going to read the scripture to you and you see that this is the will of God. How many people believe that in order to be successful, we need to be the doer of the word of God, not just hearer of the word of God? Doer. Everyone say doer. doer. I am a doer of the word of God. Amen. 3 John Chapter 1, verses 1 to 5. This passage is so powerful. The elder to the beloved Gaius, whom I love in truth. Everyone say truth. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things. Everyone say prosper. In all things. Okay. And be in health just as your soul prospers. For I rejoiced greatly when brethren came and testified of the truth that is in you, just as you walk in the truth. Everyone say truth. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. How many times now? One, two, three, four. Four times talking about truth in only short passage. Beloved, you do faithfully whatever you do for the brethren, and for strangers. Father, in the name of Jesus, ask you, Lord, to anoint this teaching 
to change life, to transform our mind, to make us become more and more like Christ, Father. We receive your word and your truth in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. You can see that the Apostle John really emphasizes the word truth. Why God wants us to know the truth and practice the truth. Actually, every time you read the Bible, it's not about John or Peter or Paul writing to us or writing to another person in another church long time ago, 2,000 years ago. Every word in the Bible is God talking to us today. It's the Lord himself trying to talk to us. Every scripture is inspired by the Holy Spirit. And God used every single scripture to talk to us. And here, God say, I want to, you to walk in the truth. And there's no greater joy than to see my children walk in the truth. And that is my joy too. When I heard people walk in the truth, obey the Bible, and walk in the faith of the Word of God, and then it made me rejoice, and Pastor Da rejoice. Amen. So, the same thing God said, I'm so happy to see you walking in the truth. Why? Because the truth will set you free. And when you are free, you can be victorious. You can be a blessing to many people. God doesn't want you to be bound, to be chained, and to be unsuccessful. God wants you to have victory in life. That's why He presents the truth to you, and your job is to partake, to embrace, and to obey the truth. The key scripture that we want to talk today is in verse 2. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health, just as your souls prosper. God say in the Bible, He wants us to prosper. He wants us to do well. He wants us to live in abundance in all things, physically, financially, emotionally, spiritually, and materially, your family life, your kids, everything, in all things, He wants you to prosper. We are not talking only about money, but we're talking about every aspect of life that God wants us to prosper. And not only that, be in health. How many people believe God wants us to be healthy? As a doctor, I hate sickness because sickness really, really put people down, and make people ineffective. That's why we are fighting, and we want to teach people how to live in good health and prosperity. If people say that, oh, Pastor Lau, you are prosperity teaching, you are health and wealth teacher, if they say that, they are looking down on the Word of God, because the Word of God says, God wants us to be healthy and wealthy. I'm not talking about being lazy and let God bless you. I'm not talking about people just doing nothing and wait for people to keep money. It's not about that. I'm not talking about prosperity in the sense of being covetous and selfish and stingy. I'm going to hoard everything for myself. I'm going to have three sport cars, five vacation homes, and many, many houses for my own happiness. When God talks about wealthy and healthy, it's linked to the kingdom of God. That we want to be healthy to serve the Lord. We want to be wealthy to bless other people and to bless the kingdom of God. I'm not talking about selfishness and covetousness. I'm talking about God's prosperity. And whatever God says in the Bible is always right. Mark chapter 11, 23 
and 24 say, For as surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Who speaks this scripture? The Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus talked about faith. So today we're going to talk about prosperous soul that have faith. You cannot be prosperous and abundant without having the inner being changed to be the prosperous soul first. And faith is of the soul and of the spirit. And Jesus said that you need to have faith in your heart. And if you have faith in your heart, things can happen. In fact, I want to give a very brief, quick testimony how faith really works. Lately, I'm learning how to walk by faith myself. On the Labor Day weekend, I went to Bothell with my wife for a birthday party. And suddenly, God spoke to me that go visit a couple. This couple, both of them lost their job. The husband became very sick to the point that he could not sleep. He lost his appetite. He has burning pain in his stomach all the time. He became so depressed to the point that he wanted to commit suicide. I and Pastor Da gave counseling, calling on phone, email. Even when I was in Hawaii, they called me. They asked me to help, to pray for them. Every time I give counseling, sound like hopeless because the man did not want to change. And he kept getting worse and worse and worse. But that day, God spoke to me, go visit their home. Actually, I was talking to God. Are you sure? I think I want to give up on this case because it's so tough. After five months, six months, they have not improved at all, the situation. But God said, can you love them unconditionally and go? I said, okay, I'm going to go. So we were driving to their home and suddenly the faith of God dropped into my heart in the car. I don't know how to explain to you. Faith just come in. And God said, when you go into that house, you pray by faith that, that I give to you, and you're going to see miracle. I walk in smiling and have faith in my heart so strong. Actually, he was in the pajamas. He did not even comb his hair. He was really sick. He was not happy that I show up that day because he was not prepared. But by the way, I lay hand on him and hug him and pray for him by faith. And while I was praying by faith, I see the man healthy. Everything going to do well by faith, like what the Bible said here. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. It's amazing. Two days later, the man woke up and he said, what happened to me? What happened to me? I'm fine now. The stomach pain is gone. I feel happy now. I'm a new person. God suddenly changed him overnight two days later. And now the ex-boss of his wife called him and said, we may have a job for you. Come back to work. <clears throat> you can see here that faith is important because you can shake the mountain, you can move the mountain, you can do a lot of things on earth here. I believe that every Christian needs to learn how to prosper your soul with faith. Amen? As Christian. Even though the Word of God may say something opposite to how we feel or what we see, we need to stick with the Word of God. We will not back off from the Word of God. 
we will have to stand on what God says. And God says in the Bible, you are healed, you are saved, and you are rich. But I want to really get into your spirit about having prosperous soul. In order to have a prosperous soul, you look at the Word of God. I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Before you see the outward physical manifestation of good health, of financial prosperity, or success in your work, or good family, anything that you want to see, outward manifestation of victory and prosperity and abundance. The first thing you need to do is to deal with your soul. We are spirit being. And our spirit has soul or emotion and feeling and thought process. Spirit and soul are together living inside of our body. And the first thing that we need to really build up is our soul or our spirit. We need to make sure that our souls are prosperous. And then the checkbook is going to be changed. The bank account is going to be changed. The physical body is going to be changed. Everything around us on the outside is going to be changed if we have strong and prosperous soul on the inside of us. Amen? That's why we produce so many CDs so that you can feed your spirit and your spirit will be strong. Amen? Good health comes when your soul is prosperous. Riches and wealth will come when your soul is prosperous. You need to deal with the inside first. How can you get your soul prosper? Your soul is inside you don't see according to the scripture. You get your soul prosper by feeding your soul with the spiritual food. That's why you need to continue to read the Bible, study the Bible, go to care group, go to classes, listen to CD all the time, get the Word of God into yourself, embrace it, believe it, put your faith into the Word of God and practice what you learn. Do the Word of God. If you want your soul to be strong, you need to feed it with the Word, with the truth. Not only that, your soul will prosper. When you get into the presence of God, let the life of God, the life of God comes by the Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit fill you up on a regular basis. That's why we have revival services once a month so that you can be refilled with the Spirit of God. When the Spirit of God comes in, He will deal with your soul on the inside. He will cleanse and take away all the bad things and He will make the soul strong so that you can have the prosperous soul. You can be strong in your soul when you get into the fellowship with the brother and sister, when you hear the testimony, when another brother or sister challenge you to do the good work or to live for God, then your spirit, your soul will be strong. Not only that, you can have the prosperous soul by really knowing your God. When I say knowing your God, it doesn't mean that you just know about God. A lot of people know about Pastor Da. I know Pastor Da. I know what she likes, what she doesn't like. I know what kind of food she likes to eat. I know Pastor Da. I'm talking about you really know God, and that is the ultimate purpose. If your soul know God, you have relationship with God through the Word, through the Spirit, through fellowship, through coming to church, through serving Him, then your soul will be strong. You'll be full of faith. All the junk will go out of you. You know, a lot of us grow up 
in the non-Christian family. We are bombarded by non-Christian thinking and all the secular thinking. We need to get rid of those things because the secular thinking, the unbiblical thinking, will really damage our soul. If we want our soul to be strong, we need to replace those secular and worldly thinking and attitude with the things of God so that we can be strong. We need to get rid of deceptions. We need to get rid of lies. We need to get rid of all the bad things that the devil has put into our life. Amen? How many people want to have a prosperous soul? Amen. How many people want to see the change in your bank account? How many people want to see the change in your health and your family relationship? Raise your hand up. What you need to do first is to take care of your soul. You need to make sure your soul is strong. i give you an example. Some people complain to me. Pastor, I have been giving tithes and offering to the church for many years. Why God never blessed me? This is an interesting question because the Bible really says that if you give tithe and offering, you will be blessed. The problem is this. God doesn't look at your outward action only. The physical act of religion will not bless you. A lot of people may give tithe, but they give tithe out of fear. Oh, if I don't give, God is going to punish me. They give tithe out of fear. Or maybe they give money to God because they are manipulated by somebody. That is a wrong soul, wrong thing in the spirit. Or they may give because they feel sorry for somebody. I feel sorry for that poor person I need to give. No, you don't give because you feel sorry. You don't give because you fear or because you are manipulated by somebody. God looks at your heart. God will bless you when you do something right with the right heart, the right soul. That's why you need to have a prosperous soul, the soul that is full of faith, the soul that is full of love, the soul that has no junk, spiritual junk, no doubt, no bad attitude, no little thinking or manipulation. Some people give tithe out of sense of religious duty. But in the new covenant, everything we do must do with faith. That's why we need to really take care of our soul first. God, look at your hearts. Amen? We need to get rid of all the bad things from our heart. Little thinking, small thinking, negative thinking. I plan to teach one day about how you should think because sound like a lot of problems come from the way you think is wrong. That's why a lot of problems happen because you think in the wrong way. Amen? We need to get rid of being stingy, the attitude of being stingy. We need to get rid of the wrong mentality. When your soul is strong, you don't have wrong mentality anymore, but you're going to have heavenly mentality. And one of the wrong mentality on earth we call poverty mentality. I'm going to explain in detail later on that we need to get rid of wrong mentality. We need to let the Word of God and the Spirit of God change our soul, transform our mind, renew our mind to have the right thinking in our soul. Amen? Many of you right now may be crippled or polarized by financial difficulties. Some of you may have a lot of debt. Some of you may not even have enough to pay bills. Some of you may be polarized by sickness right now or by condemnation. 
I want to encourage you. We all face problem. Why don't you start to work on your soul? You feed yourself with the word of God, and you begin to grow, become strong and stronger in your soul. As your soul gets stronger, you're gonna start to see the change in your physical health. You're gonna start to see the change in your checkbook, in your bank account, in your finances. When your soul gets stronger, again, it doesn't happen in two days. You keep feeding your soul. You keep getting stronger. As years go by, as your soul gets prosperous, more and more prosperous, you're gonna see the change on the outside. You're gonna see the change in your pocketbook, in your finances, and your health. Amen. So a big key to your Success in your physical life here is to have the prosperous soul. You need to take care of your soul. You need to get the revelation of the word of God into your soul. Revelation of what Jesus has done for you. Jesus did so many things on the cross for us, and it's done. Everyone say it's done. We don't need to do anything anymore. It's already done deal on the cross. The redemptive work of the Lord Jesus Christ was done already. On the cross, on the cross, he carried our sin, and he became sin so that we can be the righteousness of God. On the cross, he carried our sickness and diseases so that we can be healed. By his stripes, we were healed. Are we in the process of being saved? No. Once you put your faith in Jesus Christ, you are saved right then. You are not in the process of being saved. If you put your faith in Jesus Christ, believe in what He did on the cross. It's done already on the cross. Are you soon to be healed? No. You were healed 2,000 years ago. You need to get this revelation. You were rich 2,000 years ago. I'm going to read the scripture to show you. Don't wait until you see the physical manifestation of what God did for you. You need to believe that it's done already 2,000 years ago and walk by faith. It's not about the process of being healed. It's not a process of being saved. It's not a process of being wealthy. But it's done deal and you grab it by faith. Let me read the scripture to you. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. First of all, I want to say this. What he did on the cross for us is by grace. You don't receive his riches, his healing, and his salvation by your own good deeds. You receive because of his grace and true faith. The hand of faith reach up to him and receive by faith. Amen? It's the grace of God. You are healed because of the grace of God. You are rich because of the grace of God, not because you are smart people or because you are good people by the grace of God. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might become rich. 2,000 years ago, he took your poverty so that you might be rich. And again, when I say rich, I don't mean you have five vacation homes, five sport cars to enjoy your own life and forget about somebody else. And I'm going to show you the scripture in a while. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21 says, For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, 
that we might become the righteousness of God in Him. 2,000 years ago, it was done that Jesus carried our sin. He bore our sin and He became sin so that we can be righteous in the eyes of the Father. Isaiah 53 verses 4 to 6, Surely He was born our griefs and carried our sorrow, yet we esteem Him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But He was wounded for our transgressions, He was bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement for our peace was upon Him, and by His stripes we are healed. By His stripes we are healed. On the cross, He became poor so that we might be rich. On the cross, He became sin so that we might become the righteousness of God. On the cross, He was wounded. By the stripe of Jesus Christ, we were healed. This is the Bible talking, not Pastor Lao talking. I'm reading the scripture. This is not my own idea, but it's in the scripture. We need to lay hold on this scripture, lay hold on the redemptive work of the Lord Jesus Christ in our soul. Make our soul prosper with this promise of God, with this truth. Amen. And as we, our soul prosper, then we have faith. And we can call ourselves healed. We can call ourselves rich. We can call ourselves anointed. We can call ourselves safe. We can call ourselves refreshed. We can say that every single day. Amen. This morning I woke up. I said, I'm healed. I'm saved. I'm prosperous. Because my faith in my spirit, my soul believed that Jesus already did that part for me. I know you may need to listen to this sermon many times before you get it. But I try to teach you the truth. Amen. We are talking about faith here. We lay hold of the Word of God and have faith in the Word of God. We are not walking by sight. We are not walking by feelings. Even though your bank account is still empty, even though your symptoms are still on your body, but you still say, I'm healed. Because Jesus already healed me 2,000 years ago. Even though your bank account is still empty, you say, I'm rich. You speak like that. You don't say, I'm poor. I am rich. You have faith. And you start to pray and believe God and command in the name of Jesus. The job is going to show up. Then when, when you're working, then suddenly the boss gives you the raise. And suddenly something happened in your job because I'm not talking about laziness. I'm talking about still working and doing things. But by faith, God is going to bless you. God already did that 2,000 years ago. Everyone say with me, I am quick. You want to be slow? You want to walk like this? I don't expect to walk like that when I'm 90 years old. I'm quick. I'm sharp. I'm bright. I am anointed. I'm fruitful. I'm good looking. Sound like you only like this one. I'm rich. I'm a major blessing. Can you say like that every day about yourself? Yeah, say one more time. I'm rich. I'm, rich. I'm, strong. I'm strong. I'm anointed. I'm, anointed. I'm, fruitful. I'm fruitful. I'm sharp. I'm, sharp. I'm, strong. I'm strong. I'm quick. I'm good looking. Amen. You can say that because Jesus already did that for you 2,000 years ago. Amen. Amen. 
Don't say one day I will get rich. No, don't say that. Don't say one day I will. You already have been made rich by God. And if you start to walk by faith, faith come before the physical manifestation. Faith in your heart, the prosperous soul in here must come before you see the physical manifestation of your finances, your health, and anything in your life has to start from here. Lately, God give me teach me about how to pray by faith. Every time I pray for somebody who's sick, lately I see more miracle in the church, more miracle in my prayer. For example, I lay hand on somebody in my faith, in my heart, prosperous soul here. I see that tumor leave that body right now. I see in my vision. When you have faith in your soul, you have different vision. You see that leave, go away. And I see that person healthy and strong because you have faith. You have different vision. You see the world in a different way. Amen? Faith in my soul. Everyone say, faith in my prosperous soul. How much money do you need to have in order to call yourself, I'm rich? How many symptoms has to go away before you can call yourself, I am healed and I'm healthy? You don't walk by sight. You don't walk by what you see. You walk by faith. It doesn't matter how you feel. It doesn't matter how, what you see. You have faith in the promise of God. I listened to a testimony of a man who is a Christian, and he keep smoking cigarette. He tried to stop smoking cigarette for months and months. He get prayed for, he get lay hand on, but he never stopped smoking. And a pastor asked him, what happened to you? He said, you know, I cannot stop smoking. I cannot stop smoking. I'm addicted to cigarette. He keeps saying that, and he get lay hand on, but never stop smoking. And eventually one pastor told him, I want to recommend you something. Stop saying, I cannot. You need to stop saying, I cannot stop smoking. You need to say, I am healed, I'm delivered, I'm free, I don't smoke. Why you like this? You put the cigarette and light it up and start to put it in your mouth. You say, I stop smoking. I am healed. Two months later, the man stopped smoking. Amen. It doesn't matter what you see. It doesn't matter what you hear. You have faith that God has delivered you. And you speak it. You confess it again and again and again. Because the more you confess, something's going to happen in the spiritual realm. And eventually you're set free. Eventually you can see the physical manifestation of healing. Amen. Some people may say, Pastor Lau, you say this thing, you know, I still have the symptom. Why you say about healing? You know, I'm really honest to you. I'm still sick. They may say like that. I am honest. Yes, you're honest. To believe in your reasoning and your logic more than the Word of God. I'd rather believe in the Word instead of the report. Instead of what my grandmother tell me, I'm going to believe in the Word of God. When I was young, my ancestor told me that I will divorce I will not make it in my family. I will be poor. I was cursed by my ancestor when I was a young boy. And when I become a Christian, I say, no, I don't believe in that curse. I say, I'm going to have a beautiful family, successful family. I'm going to be wealthy. I'm going to be strong. I'm going to live a long life. I don't accept what my ancestor told me. Amen? You need to say like that. You need to believe in what God said. 
Amen. God already said that you are clean and safe and forgiven. God already said that you are healed 2,000 years ago. God already said that you are rich. He already became poor so that you might be rich. You need to renew your mind. Amen. You renew your mind that God already finished the work for you, the redemptive work, and you believe in it and speak it and confess it on a regular basis. Let me ask you which group you belong to. Okay. If you belong to that group, you say amen. If you belong to another group, you say amen. Are you in the group of the sick? Are you in the group of the healed? Are you in the group of the poor? Are you in the group of the rich? Are you in the group of the lost? Are you in the group of the saved? So everyone say, I am saved. I am rich. I am healed. Definitely, the devil is going to throw symptoms to you. The devil is going to try to threaten you with financial difficulties. But you reject and you resist. Amen? When I wake up with symptoms, I reject and I resist. And I say, I am healed. I'm going to be healthy to serve the Lord. I don't accept this sickness into my life. You are not for me. I resist the devil. I resist sickness. I resist poverty so that I can be the blessing to many. How can you be blessing to people if you're sick, you're poor, and you feel condemned all the time? You need to have confidence in your righteousness. You need to be healthy to be able to bless people. Amen? You need to be rich to be able to help people and bless people. Amen? But it starts from your soul. You need to be convinced. You need to be persuaded that the redemptive work of the Lord Jesus Christ for you to be saved, to be healed, to be rich have been done already. You need to be convinced and get excited about it and confess it with your mouth. Amen? Now I want to give you the definition of prosperity. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. 2 Corinthians 9, 8. Look at the definition of prosperity or abundance in the Bible. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you. Everyone say grace. We are prosperous by the grace of God. Amen? And I know that. Between three neurosurgeons in my office, I speak with accent. I have less education than my friend. I'm not as smart as my neurosurgeon friend. But my practice is triple better than my friend. I'm not boasting. I want to say that it's the grace of God. That everything I touch, the patient get better, healed get better. The patient like me. People like to come back to me. I have a lot of repeated customers or patients <laughs> because they like me. <laughs> it has to be their faith, not my faith. If they ask me to pray for them, I pray for them that they need to have faith. Amen. Oh, Don't blame me. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, 
that you always having all sufficiency. Everyone say always. always. What does it mean always? All the time, morning, evening, afternoon, when you lie down, when you get up, when you go out, when you come in, all the time, always. All sufficiency. What does it mean, all sufficiency? More than enough. Anything. All sufficiency. In all things. Not in certain things. In all things. May have an abundance for every good Work. This is the definition of abundance and prosperity. Prosperous soul will produce 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8 in your life. What does it mean? It means by the grace of God, by the redemptive work of the Lord Jesus Christ on the cross, He offered to you prosperity, abundance in every area of your life. Not only certain area. He did not leave certain area and say, okay, you may be healthy, but I'm sorry, you're going to be poor. He did not say, you are rich, but I'm sorry, you're going to be sick all the day of your life. He offered all sufficiency in every single area. Physical, financial, emotional, spiritual, ministry, family, your kids, Everything. So in other words, it sounds like you don't have any time of lacking, doing without or coming up short in your life. Let me ask, how many areas does God's provision cover? How many areas does God's grace cover? Everyone say, all. All sufficiency. How often does God's grace cover you? All the time. Always. Did you get it? Always cover you. Get a hold of this into your spirit. This is the promise of God. God wants to bless you. God wants to prosper you and give you abundance. For what? For every good work. God doesn't give you money to go to ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-ching. To play gamble. God doesn't give you money so that you can go and visit prostitute or have a computer to watch pornography. God doesn't give you money so that you can abuse other people and act prideful. No. God gives you money and good health and all sufficiency in all things so that you will be able to do every good work. Good work, for example. Give to the church, give to the poor, take your family out to Oahu and have an exotic vacation. Take somebody, pay for somebody's airplane ticket to go to Maui. Is it nice? If you can do that, it would be a blessing that you can say, hey, you want to go to Maui? Let me write a check for you, $2,000. You can go and spend, have fun. That is good work. You bless somebody. Is that right? When somebody lost the job, you say, okay, I can write a, a couple thousand dollars for you so that you can survive for another couple months to pay your bill. That is good work. God bless you so that you can give and bless other people, not to be covetous and hoard everything for yourself. Amen. 
You'll be healthy to bless others. You are rich to help others. You have all things, all sufficiency, all in all things, all the wisdom and ability and everything, the anointing to be able to bless other people. You need to get your soul prosper in understanding the Word of God. Amen. You will never be broke another day in your life. You will be rich and wealthy. You will be healthy and live a long life. God will satisfy you with a long life to bless many people. You need to grab a hold of that in your spirit and believe it. Amen? Amen. Definitely your head will fight with your spirit on this truth and say, no, no, Pastor Lau, I think you're too much here. You're too much here. You're talking about faith too much. But it's in the Bible, and I already experienced this myself. I practice this myself, and I know it's real, and it worked for my life. And many hundreds and thousands of Christians in the world practice this teaching. Amen. The devil doesn't like this teaching, and you want to put back into your head the lies, the deceptions. Oh, don't listen to him. I think he is dogmatic. He is talking about faith too much. I think he just tried to brainwash you. No, I'm not trying to brainwash you. I try to help you to have the prosperous soul. Amen? Amen. And one thing that the devil tried to destroy you is to keep you in a mentality called poverty mentality. The prosperous mentality or the prosperous soul say, I will never broke, I will never be sick, I will be blessing to other people, I will be rich, I will help other people, God will bless me, the grace of God is sufficient in my life, I have all sufficiency in all things and all the time so that I have abundance for every good work. That is the prosperous soul. But the poverty mentality says, I will lack, I will be in deficiency, I will be in need. Oh, if I give five bucks to the church, Maybe tomorrow I don't have money to pay bill. Maybe I should buy broken things. I don't want to buy good things anymore. Poverty, everything just poor, poor. Poor, 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 poor. I'm not going to make it. I'm going to be in need. I'm going to broke. God, even though you're rich in heaven, but I'm broke. I never will make it. I dare not pull money out of my pocket to give to anybody because if I give, uh, then I'm broke again. That is poverty mentality. And the poverty mentality destroys people. Amen? Hallelujah. Poverty mentality is fear. But prosperous soul is faith. Faith and fear cannot come together. Amen? Fear say, I'm going to run out. I'm going to do without. I'm going to be in trouble. But faith say, my God shall supply all of my needs. Faith will say, God will take care of me. I never be broke. God will take care of my need. Is it God's will for us not to be in lack? I'm going to read many scriptures here to show you that God say all over the Bible that He doesn't want you to be in lack. His will, His purpose for your life is to be healthy, strong, wealthy, and do well so that you can be the blessing to the nation. Look at Job chapter 36, verse 16. I'm going to read from two versions. Indeed, He would have brought you out of dire distress into a broad place where there is no restraint 
and what is set on your table would be full of richness. In another version, NIV say, He is moving you from the jaws of distress to a spacious place free from restriction. Everyone say, spacious place. Free from restriction. You don't need to live in restriction. Okay, you have more than enough. To the comfort of your table laden with choice food. God wants to bless you to have a lot of food on your table. Nehemiah chapter 9 verse 21. For 40 years, you sustained them in the desert. You think God can sustain you? Okay. You think God can take care of you financially? Yes. You mean God sustained them in the desert. They lacked nothing. For 40 years in the desert, the children of Israel lacked nothing. Their clothes did not wear out. Oh, what a miracle. Nor did their feet become swollen. Can God do all these things? Can God take care of us? Yes. God sustained His people, His children, that they lack nothing. Look at the heart of God. Look at the will of God. God's will in heaven for His people. Look at the land that He gave to His people in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verses 7 to 10. For the Lord your God is bringing you in a, to a good land. Everyone say good. Does He want to bring you into a bad land? No. Good land. A land of brooks of water, of fountains and springs that flow out of valleys and hills. A land of wheat and barley, of vines and fig trees and pomegranates. And a land of olive oil and honey. A land in which you will eat bread without scarcity. Wow, I like that. In which you will lack, if I read to the Asian people, I would say, and eat rice without scarcity in which you will lack nothing, a land whose stones are iron, out of whose hills you can dig copper. When you have eaten and are full, then you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land which, has, which He has given you. I try to convince you today by reading all the scripture that it's God's will that He will take care of you, sustain you, bless you, and give you good things, keep you in good health. Don't listen to the lie of the enemy. The Christian have to be poor and sick in order to be spiritual. Look at what Jesus said. When Jesus sent the 12 disciples to preach the gospel, he said, don't bring anything with you. And look at what he asked the disciples. They didn't bring anything with them, okay? Then Jesus asked them, when I send you without purse, bag, and, or sandals, did you lack anything? The answer, nothing. The disciple lacked nothing. It has to start from your soul. You will lack nothing. God will take care of you. Start from here, okay? Is Jesus the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow? He still wants you to answer him. He can ask you, will you lack anything? I lack nothing. Amen. And he gets the glory. Amen. Philippians chapter 4 verse 19, And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. 
Doubt who say that I will be elect. Doubt and fear who say that I will not make it. I will come short. But I want to tell you, faith in your prosperous soul who say that the Lord shall supply all of my needs according to His poverty. Poverty. His what? Riches. Our God is a rich God. In glory, in His presence. We need to love the presence of God. By Christ Jesus, I want to conclude this sermon. I want to encourage you. There are billions of channels and ways that He can meet your needs. It is His business to choose what way, who, and how. What we need to do is to have a prosperous soul, have faith, and walk in obedience, and let God do His part. Everyone say, God has billions of channels and ways to meet my need. I will not be in lack. Look at the book of Acts. When the disciple came into the presence of God and start to serve God. And I will close this sermon and continue next time. Acts chapter 4, verse 34. There were no needy people or persons among them. For from time to time, those who owned lands and houses sold them and brought the money from the sales. In New King James Version say, nor was there any among them who lacked. That's my prayer. No one in our church will lack. We will not lack physical health. We're going to be in good health. We will not lack finances. We will not lack wisdom. We will not lack any good things that God will provide for us. Everyone say, always. In all sufficiency. Sufficiency. In all things. In abundance. To do every good deed. Everyone say, prosperous soul. Father, I pray that you will change, transform our mind and our soul. Change our spirit. Get rid of the poverty mentality. Change us, Lord, to think the way the Word says. To confess what God says in the Bible. Lord, Help us not to think negative, to think small, to think being sick, being broke, being weak. Let the weak say, I am strong. Father, we thank you so much for showing us the scripture today. Your will, that your people will not lack. Your people will have more than enough to do every good work. Father, we pray that your people in this church will have the prosperous soul and then they will be prosperous in all things and even in good health, Father. May this word be imprinted into their soul, their spirit and they will be confessing the right thing every day of their life, Father. We thank you so much. 
in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Don't miss the second part. I'm not done yet. About prosperous soul. Don't miss the second part. I want you to really get this into your mind, into your soul. Amen. Before we close the service and have lunch together, let me ask this question: Any one of you in this room that are not sure that you will make it to heaven, you are not sure that if you die today, you will go to heaven. Heaven is real, and hell is real. In order to make it to heaven, you need to have relationship with God. Jesus said that. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. When you put your faith in Jesus Christ, when you have a relationship with Him, you believe in His redemptive work. You are saved, and then you can make it to heaven. And not only to make it to heaven, you can live in a prosperity and abundance on earth. Here. God start to bless you here on earth, not in heaven. If you're not sure that you are saved, or you want to be saved today, I want to ask you to make a decision today to invite Jesus Christ into your heart. Or maybe you has have been saved, but you walk away from Him, and you want to rededicate your life back into the hand of God, and you want God to help you to have a prosperous soul. This is the day that the Lord has made for you. If anyone in this room want to do that. I want to ask you to stand up and say, "God, today I return to you. I want to recommit my life to you. I want to be saved today. Stand up, and I will pray with you. Anyone in this room, you're sure that you go to heaven. Stand up, recommit your life. Say, God, today I want Jesus to become my Lord and my Savior. Stand up. Don't be shy. This is not something that you need to be shy of." Ask the Lord to come in your life. Anyone? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Commit your life to God. Walk by faith. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Anyone else? I will pray with you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Pray with me, those who stand up. Father. I commit my life into Your hand. I believe in my heart that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. Two thousand years ago, Jesus, You did the redemptive work for me. I have faith in what You did for me. It was done. And I received your salvation, your righteousness, your healing, your prosperity, and riches. Lord Jesus, by your grace, I receive through faith your love and your power, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 
We trust this message has ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching series, please contact us at 206-275-1042 or visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.org. You may also write to us at the following address, New Hope International Church, 9170 Southeast 64th Street, Mercer Island, Washington, 98040. Thank you very much. 